Good afternoon. I pray that you have had a wonderful repast and that you were able to take a walk at least from the house down here to get some oxygen so that your blood doesn't uh, inhibit you from hearing this afternoon. But if you should get sleepy, start deep breathing. And they will open up the windows some for you. This afternoon, we'd like to start our presentation off once again with sharing with you God's plan, the lifestyle for the next millennium. We know that God is preparing his people and he has given to us an instructional manual. We call it the owner's manual. Now, those of you that were with us last night, we know that it's the B-I-B-L-E. That's the book for us, amen? Yeah. So the instructional manual, the owner's manual, what does it tell us? We know that it tells us that it is the greatest medical book that was ever written. Why? Because in it, in Psalms 100, verse 3, it says, Know ye that what? The Lord, the Lord is who? God. He is God, and it is he that what? Made Have made us, and not we what? Ourselves. This text let us know that we have a creator that has given to us a specimen of himself in the form of this human body that he has given to us. And so he has a plan. This plan we have found that it is the only plan that you will be able to, if you wanna use the term diagnose your case, it will show you how to restore your case and it will help you to also maintain health. God's plan is the only plan that will be able to do that. It's a wonderful plan. So we want to look at the end of the plan, which is nutrition. And we wanna see some things about nutrition. We saw yesterday that the leading causes of death is worldwide, heart condition and cancer. We gave statistics last night that here in the United Kingdom, these are the leading causes. The leading causes in America, we found that when we went to Switzerland, when we went to Germany, when we went to Austria, these are the same killers. And I believe that the reason why is because we are partaking of the same kinds of foods. And we wanna look at those foods today. We want to postpone our funeral because when we read in Ecclesiastes chapter seven, verse 17, it says, why shouldest thou die before thy time? We know that the kinds of choices we make can influence us going to our graves before time. We were told many, many years ago that the choices that we make should come from the basic four food group. And we wanna look at those choices uh, today and see what 
is happening to us. Their statistics have said that the choices from this basic four food group is why we have the conditions that we have today in 1999. Next. There is another food choice, and we call it the vegetarian pyramid. But if you look here, this does have some of the same things. Now, this has some flesh foods here. But in the vegetarian pyramid, it's no flesh there. It is nuts and legumes. We find also that those of us that are on what we call a strict vegetarian diet is also having some conditions like cancer and heart condition, and we want to see why are we suffering with those. And tomorrow, we want to look at, is a vegetarian diet adequate enough for us in, these nine, in the end, getting ready for the next millennium? Here is a statement that you will find in your owner's manual, 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 40. It talks about that there is death in the pot. I don't know how many of you have read that statement, but it talks about they were going out, the uh, prophets, and they were getting ready for lunch, and they went out and gathered certain things, and they found that as they got them in the pot, there was something wrong. And we may have some of the same problems in our pot. It could be the pot, and it could be what's in the pot that is causing the problem. Here is a proverb that I want to share with you. It says, doctors are always working to preserve our health and cooks to destroy it. But the latter are often more what? Successful. It said, over many graves may be written, died because of poor cooking. So. We want to be careful because the individual that goes in the kitchen and prepares the food will hold their family's life in their hands because there may be death in the pot. We find that death can be three-fifths eat. If you take off the D and you take off the H, we see that the next three letters there is eat. So we may be digging our graves with our teeth. That is devastating. Digging our graves with our teeth. And so I want you to ask your, yourself a question. Are you safe at the plate? Your life may be in jeopardy at your plate. What you are putting on that plate, you may jeopardize your life. Now, I want you to ask yourself that question, and then when we come to the end, I want you to be able to decide if your life is in danger from the kinds of choices that you are making. <clears throat> we talked about the health of the cells last night. We saw that if we are faithful in taking care of one cell, then the whole body will be healthy. We saw that there were needs of those cells, and what were they? There were five needs. What were those needs of the cells? Oxygen, water, nutrition, waste elimination, and all poisons kept 
freedom from all poisons. The food choices that we make, now we saw last night that these needs of the cell will be met through the blood. But I want to share with you this afternoon that these needs can be met through the kinds of food choices that we make. If the food choices that we make, that we make does not have enough oxygen, then those cells will die. If the food choice is of what we call the sad instead of the glad, then it will not have enough water in it. Then it may not have the right nutrients in it. Some foods that we eat, we're just eating because we like it or we have overcooked it and it doesn't have the nutrients in it and so we're not eating for nutrients to nourish the cells. Then the kind of choices that we make if it is what we call refined foods, then it will not have enough fiber in it to help keep those cells clean because they have to have something to help them to eliminate. And the choices we make will help that. Then freedom from poison. The kind of choices we make can be what we call classified as a poison. So we want to look at these things today. All of our cells and our tissues in our body are formed by the foods that we eat. Whatever you put into your mouth through the wonderful process of digestion is transformed into blood and then that blood will nourish every cell, every tissue. So whatever it may be, whether it may be tofu, whether it may be broccoli, whether it may be french fries or chips or whatever it is, through the wonderful process of digestion, it is transformed into blood and it will nourish every cell, every tissue in your body. So you are what you eat, you've heard, or you may be what you digest. In the life of the flesh is the blood. That's in Leviticus 17, verse 11. Here we see that in order to have good health, we must have good blood. The blood comes from the food choices that we make. Then it says, when supplied with the proper food elements and when cleansed and vitalized with contact with pure air, it carries life and vigor to every part of the system. The more perfect the circulation, the perfect will this work be accomplished. The better, perfect, better it will be. That's what we need. We want to look at this word, food elements. In our owner's manual, Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, God took man from the dust of the ground and formed him into what we call a casket. This body is a casket to house his mind. Now, he was mindful that we need those same elements that our body is composed of in order to nourish this system. So God gave us a dietary plan that will provide those same elements that he made us from. So when we look at dust, dust equals substance, 
And that substance can be our food sources that we use. And then those food sources are transformed into blood. Those blood builds cells. Those cells builds tissues. Tissues build organs. And man is composed of different systems. So the kind of choices that God gave to us in the beginning had a root system. Why? Because in the soil or in the dust is where those elements are. Calcium, magnesium, phosphorus, zinc. We could have, God could have made us where we would take our heads and just stick them in the dirt and we could absorb those nutrients. But we cannot. So what did he do? He gave us a dietary plan that has a root system that will absorb those elements up and through the roots, up and through to the food. We partake of that food and we will get calcium, zinc, phosphorus, magnesium. And then in that form, our body can handle it. And so we are a chemical laboratory. Our foods are made of hydrogen, oxygen, carbon. Then some of them have uh, nitrogen and sulfur in them. And then as we partake of those things, then we have those same elements come in. It will absorb into our body properly. And then it will build our blood. Then the blood will build the cells. The cells will build tissues. Wonderful, wonderful. Take your Bibles, and I want you to turn with me to Job chapter 23. Job 23. And we want to look at verse 12. Job 23, 12. 23, 12. And it says, Neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. We have needs, and those needs physically are met through the kinds of food choices. Here we see that Job said that he esteemed God's word more than his food, necessary food, and we have to take that too. Esteem God's word more than, his, than our necessary food. Now, we have examples that show us that when God uh, brought the children of Israel out of Egypt, he had a certain dietary plan for them. You remember that? In Numbers chapter 11... And it starts at verse 4. They had a mixed multitude there. Numbers 11, 4. Now we know that we are headed for the Canaan land. And God was taking the children of Israel to the Canaan land, wasn't he? Now 
they had a certain diet there in Egypt. And it brings out here that, and the mixed multitude that was among them fell a lusting, and the children of Israel also wept again and said, who shall give us what? Flesh. Flesh to eat. Now they had gone through the Red Sea, went through on dry land. Their shoes didn't get muddy, and they forgot that the God that opened up that sea, now they're at another situation, and they feel that God is not capable of giving them the kinds of foods that they would like. But you know, we're headed for the Canaan land as well. And God has a dietary plan for us to follow. Now, why did he have a certain plan for them? And in Bible commentary, commenting on this, it says that the state of the mind has largely to do with the health of the body and especially with the health of the digestive organs. And especially as a general thing, the God did not, God, I'm sorry, as a general thing, the Lord did not provide his people with flesh meat in the desert because he knew that the use of this diet would create what? Disease. And insubordination. in order to modify their disposition and bring the higher powers of the mind into active exercise, he removed from them the flesh of dead animals. He gave them angels' food, matter, manner from heaven. So God knew that the diet that they had in Egypt will cause them to be insubordinate, and it will cause what? Disease. Are we there today? The kinds of food choices that we are making is causing disease. And what is insubordination? Disobedience. Now listen at this next statement. God might have easily have provided them with flesh as with manna. But a restriction was placed upon them for their good. It was his purpose to supply them with food better suited for their wants than the feverish diet to which many have become accustomed to in Egypt. God is wanting to change our diets in preparation for the Canaan land. Now, we could do the same things as our brethren did. We could become um, discontent. We could murmur like they did. But if you remember, God will give us the desires of our heart, even when it's not for our best. Now, we know what happened to them as a result. God gave this to them, and that some of them died, didn't they? Because they did not want to bring their diets into subjection to God. So 
Job said that he will esteem God's word more than his necessary food. And that's where we have to be in getting ready for the next millennium because we don't know how soon this world is going to be over. And so if we do not make some choices today in what we are going to do, whether we will esteem God's word more than what we eat, then I will share with you later what will happen in the end. The next slide. We can define food as any substance, as we saw. This substance, when it is absorbed into our blood, it will help with eliminating waste. It will give the energy that we need. It will give the heat that we need without causing any injury. Now, the food choices that you make, if it causes any injury, then it is not classified as a food. In fruits, nuts, grains, and vegetables, they provide the body with all the essential nutrients that helps build blood. And we want to see that as we go on. In your owner's manual, in Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 17, there are two dietary plans there. One, we call it the glad diet, and the other we call the sad diet. But here it says, Thy prince, eat in due season for strength and not for drunkenness. Now, strength is the glad diet, and drunkenness is the sad diet. And we want to see what do these diets consist of. SAD, sad means the standard American diet, but actually this is the standard Western diet. If it is high in fat, if it is high in protein, if it is low in fiber, and if it is low in nutrients, then this diet is called the sad diet. Why? Because it does not have the nutrients that our cells need in order to be healthy. It will not provide oxygen. It will not provide the water. It will not provide the nutrients. It will not help to eliminate waste. And it can have poisonous substance. Now it can be called the standard Anglican diet. Standard Anglican diet. Standard Assyrian diet, standard African diet. The A is can be used for most of all different nationalities. But this diet is sad, and we want to see why. We saw here that here's the children of Israel again in Exodus 16, verse 3. They were saying, where is the beef? They felt like that they needed this in order to have protein in their diet. Now, God knows what nutrients we need, and he's well able to supply it. But here, they murmured and complained. And they, the children of Israel said unto Moses and to Aaron, would to, would to God we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the flesh pots, and when we did eat bread to the full, for ye have brought us forth into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Now God is well able to take care of his children. Amen. 
But now we get into situations where we forget where God led us. Next. So we want to see high protein, high fat, low in fiber. Here it says eating meat should be what? Avoided. Why? It said overwhelming, there is now an overwhelming scientific and medical cases for avoiding the consumption of meat and meat products despite the government's attempt to what? Persuade us otherwise. Now, when we had the basic four food group, we were told that we needed to increase our animal products in order to have better health. And now we are suffering with some of these degenerate conditions as a result of the choices. Next. Here in Great Britain, to respond, more than two, what? Thousand British public schools have stopped serving beef to children and beef consumption by adults have dropped 25%. Wonder why? Why? What's wrong with the picture? Now here, they're not actually eating the beef here, but they're getting another substance from the beef. Next. What's wrong with the picture? Back. Milk is not a natural. Human beings are the only species to drink the milk of another species and the only species to drink milk beyond infancy. Do calves drink milk after infancy? No. We drink from the time we are born until we go to the grave. We are told that we need it because we need the calcium. And we're going to see some uh, documents. We're also told that it gives us protein. Here, when we look at the protein comparison of milk in the different species, we find that different species, the protein content is for that particular species. So when we look at cow's milk, it is three to, the protein content is three times that of human milk. So when we take that milk, then we will have rapid growth. We see the development of our children, especially in the females, where we are growing different um, organs quicker than normal, and it's because of the protein content. Why? Because a calf needs a higher rate of protein. Why? Because it weighs usually between 70 and 100 pounds at birth, and then it walks when? Straight away, immediately. A baby weighs between seven and eight average pounds, and it takes almost its whole adult life, right, to reach 125 pounds. Now, it's the protein that's in the milk that causes the rapid growth. The calf needs it because it, what? It walks right away, so it needs that rapid growth. Plus, within a year's time, it can reach almost, what, a 1,000 pounds. They are getting it ready for what? Slaughter. So it needs it. We don't need it. Next. 
This is a documentation by um, John McDougall, medical doctor in America. He indicates that cow's milk is what they call a liquid meat. Here he shows that uh, cow's milk and other dairy products are high in saturated fat and cholesterol. The dairy industry have cleverly expressed fat content as a percentage of weight. Now here, using this system, 2% milk, which is 87% water by weight, sounds like a low-fat product. Now most people were starting to buy 2% milk thinking that it was only 2% fat, but it was not that. Look at how much the fat was in it. Expressed as percentage of total calories, 2% milk is in fact what? 31% fat. Whole milk is 49% fat. Yogurt, 49. Of course, fat cheese is what? 60 to 70% fat. Butter, 100%. So people are thinking you're getting a low-fat product. Now they have what they call labeling um, regulations today that they have to call this instead of uh, low-fat. Um, 2% fat, they have to say it is low fat now. They can't say that is, you know, 2% because people are thinking, oh, I'm only getting 2% where well, they're not. Next. We have found that as we have worked with many people, those that have a lot of dairy products have a lot of allergies, a lot of sinus. Uh, conditions as a result of the milk. Why? Because of the protein content. Some people have what they call a, a lacto intolerance for actual milk products. And so we want to see do we actually need milk in order to get protein in order to get our calcium. Here we find that if you got milk, you got allergies, you got sinus, you got diabetes, you got uh, kidney stones, you got osteoporosis, and you will get sinus, all from milk drinking. Now when we read about the diseases, we can see that these are coming from the choices. Now, most vegetarians, there are different kinds, and we're going to talk about that, but most vegetarians, what we call lacto-over-vegetarians, are using dairy products and they are suffering with allergies, sinus, and hay fever as well. Next. We find that milk protein can confuse children's immune system. We have found that in recent studies of milk drinking patterns, including the drinking of cow's milk during infancy, may trigger juvenile diabetes in children. Juvenile diabetes, that's one of your hardest, usually, diabetes to deal with. But it can be triggered as a result of giving a child cow's milk during infancy. Next. What's coming with milk for breakfast? We see there's bacteria, there's viruses, there's prions, there's antibiotics, there's hormones, all kinds of pesticides. All of this is coming in the milk. So when you have it for breakfast, this is what your choices will be.
Here in the United Kingdom, they banned the sale of uh, milk uh, from BSE infected cows in what? 1988. The milk was what? To be destroyed what? In addition to what? The cow. Now, in certain areas, do you believe that they are actually destroying the cows as well? We don't know. You know, we don't know when we go to the market. We do not know what is what we're actually getting. We are just praying and hoping that it is the best for us. But we have to make choices, and we're going to come to a time that if you don't grow it, you won't know what you're eating. Evidence linking fish contamination to cancer. Some people we have found that say that uh, they're vegetarians, but they do eat a little fish. Um, nothing's wrong with fish, they say, because uh, Jesus ate fish, and so um, anything that has a face is flesh. And if it has a face, it will what? Bleed. So fish is flesh food. Chicken is flesh food. Turkey is flesh food. And so we have found that they are finding different pesticides in what? The fish that can be found in the uh, tissues of breast cancer patients. So whatever, everything is being contaminated nowadays. So we have to watch the Cancer Institute data shows an increasing death rate from cancer among people living in areas where fish have what? Exceptionally large amounts of tumor. There's a book called Diet for New America. In there, there's a documentation at how they can cut off these tumors and then they can give the food and you can it be in the next day's food. Now, with fish, they don't have a lot of regulation with the fish. But usually with your um, beef and some of your other lamb and all of the rest, they do have regulation. But with the fish, they don't have a lot of regulation with it. And so some people just go down to the uh, river, get it, cook it. You know, in certain areas, I know when we've gone to Jamaica, they go right there to the waters, pull it out. They may have these grills on the side of the road, and they cook it right there and they eat it. So we have to be very conscious and cautious of where we are getting our foods from. Next. Here it says fish have more cancer now than 50 years ago. Do you believe that? Yes. It says 30% of the uh, bullheads in the Lake area, what? Was found with what? Liver cancer. I believe that what is happening to especially uh, the fish also is they're dumping a lot of toxic waste in the waters and that is what can be contributing to the problems. I also believe that even with our animals, the, the beef, when we look at how they're raised nowadays, even with the chickens, they used to have uh, what they call family farms but now they're having factory farms. And factory farms, they're just pushing them in. They're, they're pumping a lot of 
hormones and antibiotics in it, and then the animals are a victim of circumstances. It's not their fault that they are not healthy. It's because of greed, I believe, is the reason why they're not a lot, not more healthier. Here is also a, uh, a bacteria that they're finding that is affecting babies coming from fish. This PCB and the reproductive system. They said a major ongoing source of this is a uh, bacteria, pesticide. pesticide that's in the water. Exposure for the general population is the consumption of fish. This is in the fish and it affects the male sperm count and what? Fertility. So if you're on a lot of fish, it, and some people are concerned about not being able to get pregnant, a lot of fish. We have known uh, a lady to have problems with her birth as a result of eating a lot of chicken necks. You know, the neck of the chicken is where they pump a lot of the hormones into the neck and can affect the child. Next. Animal products should be avoided. Uh, also, children at 11 years of age with larger exposure to uh, PCB before what? Birth shows impaired what? Intellectual development. PCB is a pesticide, polychlorinated biphenyl. It's a pesticide that they use. So it affects their learning uh, ability. Animal products should be avoided because of their what? They're naturally high in bacteria, right? And they are void of fiber, lacking in fiber. And we will see that. Now, there's a statement in your book. I don't know how many of you are familiar with the book. I have to put it together here. How many are familiar with the book, Councils on Diets and Food? In this book, there's a statement that uh, we should have been off of animal products over 100 years ago. Now, why? Because we have seen that as the years have progressed, the animal kingdom has become more diseased today than it was a hundred years ago. So if we are partaking, then we will have a lot of bacteria, a lot of hormones. And when he showed this slide last night about the different um, antibiotics that are not being effective anymore, and it's because the animal kingdom is loaded with a lot of hormones, a lot of bacteria, and a lot of antibiotics. And so when we need them to work for us, they're not effective anymore because our body has become immune. Over many graves may be R-I-G, rest in Greece. And why? Because Cancer, tumors, and pulmonary diseases are largely caused by meat eating. Anything with a face, 
largely caused by meat eating. Now let's switch from the high protein and let's look at uh, low fiber foods. Here we see refined sugars and starches contain empty calories. That means no fiber. And so when you eat it, you're not full. So you're constantly eating and then it can also affect the weight. Next. These refined foods, we call them sugar bowl peat because sugar bowl peat is a thief. He is loaded with many different uh, dietary uh, choices that we can make. And when we partake of anything that is a part of him, then he is going to rob us. So you might as well stick your hand up because when he finished with you, you will be robbed of some nutrients. His hat is white bread, his eyebrows are chewing gum, his eyes are candy, his nose is cake, his ears are cookies, his mustache is pie, his cigars are peppermint sticks, his scarf is a donut, his guns are soda pops, his handkerchief is candy bars. And why, what will he do? He will rob us. Let's look at the next one. Here he is robbing us. What does he do? He robs the body of B vitamins. Sugar contains no nutrients, but it requires nutrient to metabolize the sugar. So it just constantly takes from your body everything that you need. Sugar depletes the B vitamins that are necessary for a healthy nervous system. Children that are on a lot of refined products, sugars, a lot of refined starches, you will find that they are very hyperactive and so it affects their nervous system. Sugar weakens our immune system. We find that the more sugar we take in, the less our white blood cells can fight off bacteria. So the more sugar, the less they fight. You will find children have more colds in, in the uh, wintertime because if they're around children that uh, have colds or if they're eating a lot of candies, it weakens that immune system and their body immune system cannot kick in to help fight off those infections. Sugar contains no fiber. Fiber acts as a buffer, slowing down the rate of which the sugar passes into the blood system via the small intestines. So, no fiber. Refined foods causes constipation. Increases the acid level in the body and depletes the body of vitamins and minerals. So, it causes constipation. Now let's see what happens with constipation. How many of you are familiar with a guy in the States called Alvis Presley, or he's dead, was? Alvis Presley was the king of rock and roll music. And Alvis Presley uh, died several years ago, but here the statement says, did constipation kill the king? We have documentation that he had a habitual habit of eating a lot of refined products. 
He loved hot dogs and french fries. And because of his lifestyle, he took a lot of drugs as well. He took uppers so he could be up. He took downers so he could go down. And all of that compounded with his diet affected his colon and he had a constipation problem. As a matter of fact, the documentation said that it wasn't actually the drugs that actually killed him. It was he was in his lavish bathroom. He was trying to have a bowel movement and because he had such a hard time, he was straining and as a result of straining, it pushed up into his otter. How do you say that? A orta, and it affected his heart, caused him to have a massive heart attack. So, if your food choices are like this, then constipation will also be a contributing factor. So, constipation did kill the king. So, where are our sources for fiber? Whole grain breads, bagels. Uh, pita bread, popcorn, uh, oatmeal, whole wheat spaghetti, uh, shredded wheats and biscuits, uh, granola, cauliflower. All of these are back up if you can. That's okay, we'll go with it. Okay, now here it's showing here that here you have apples with the skin on, fresh oranges, blackberries, canned uh, pears, and raspberries. These are high in fiber. Now our standard sad diet consists of eggs and meat and milk and cheese and all refined products. They have no fiber. And so these can cause constipation. Even though they tell you, oh, you must have some of that so you can have uh, protein, you need it for calcium. But I'm going to show where you can get these uh, sources from. Diseases associated with a low-fiber diet, constipation, appendicitis, all these are what we call your intestinal problems, uh, diparticulitis diseases, hernia, varicose veins, hemorrhoid, bowel conditions, all because of low fiber. Now remember the sad diet has no, no fiber. Remember the cells needed a diet that will help to eliminate waste. It cannot with these kinds of choices. Next, polyps, heart disease, strokes. The Western diet is deficient in Fiber. That's what we said before. So, are you safe at the plate? Here's another food choice that we may be making that we find that's in the sad diet that is very prominent here in Europe. And that is, everyone loves chocolate. Now here, this guy is going to give you some added protein for your chocolate here. One by one, this is what helps to give you more protein in your chocolate. Some people may be allergic to chocolate. I think it is not actually the cocoa, but it may be these droppings that are in 
the cocoa. FDA defect action level indicates that solid and visible animal what? What is that? The droppings that we just saw must not exceed 10 milligrams what? Per pound. Do you think they go and measure it? Really? You know, that would be very interesting to see how they would be able to do that. 120 insect fragment, fragments per cup or two rodent hairs per cup. Now, they are still, this has been documented that they tell you that these are the levels that they will allow. So we do not know actually how much is in there because I am sure they do not go and measure one, two, you know, and then get a little cup for the uh, excreta, right? But it's the way in which these uh, they cure the cocoa is the reason how this gets in there. So you may want to remember that this is part of the sad diet. This can cause allergy and also uh, sinus conditions. Next. He has to stop dropping. Well, that may affect someone. Next. Another problem with the sad diet is the beverage with caffeine in it. We find that uh, caffeine benumbs the intellect, it benumbs our energy, it excites the nervous system, and then it later brings on depression and it exhausts the body, caffeine. Also, we find that uh, one, another product that we are taking is we're getting an excess amount of salt, sodium in the diet. We do need some sodium, but it is the excess sodium that we're getting that is causing heart conditions today. Next. So we see that high fat, high protein, low fiber, all is associated with the sad diet. Now we need to see the glad diet, and the glad diet means God's life-activating diet, the diet that will be low in fat, is low in protein, it is high in fiber, it is high in nutrients, and the cells will be smiling. Why? Because they will be glad, because they have what they need in order to have and keep you healthy. Nourishment, they can have oxygen on this diet, they can have water, in the food, they will have enough fiber to keep the body cleansed, and then it will have enough nutrients, the GLAD diet. Now, the original diet, we know in Genesis chapter 129, it says, Behold, I have given you every herb-bearing seed which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree in which is the fruit of a tree, to you it shall be for meat, and that meat is Food, original diet that was given to us in the beginning. Let's see what that is. And then we saw that after sin, 
man was given another article added, and we see that in Genesis 3.18, which he said, Thou shalt eat the herbs of the field. In the beginning, when we looked, there were ten generations before the flood that had no flesh foods in their diet. And then we see that their lifespan was more than that of those that didn't. Now here, we see that Adam lived to be 930 years. Here, so the average lifespan here before the flood because of their dietary choices was 912 years of age. They averaged to live that. Now let's see when flesh food was permitted in man's diet. Let's see that was after the flood. Let's see what the lifespan was after God permitted this flesh food. From Shem, which lived 600 years, down to Abraham, which was 175 years, the average lifespan was 317 years. Now, if we take Abraham's son, which is Isaac, down to us here in 1999, the average lifespan today, my friends, is what? 70. And doctors don't live to be 70. They average about 55 years of age. So they don't live as long as their patients because we stress them out. <laughs> so now, we see that because of these kinds of choices, it can affect our lifespan. Next. We see how flesh came into existence. We know Noah came and God gave him stipulations of certain kinds. So the kinds of choices that we were to make in Genesis 1.29, we have fruits, nuts, grains, and vegetables. That was our food choices in the very beginning. Now, when we look at these food choices that God gave to us in the beginning, we find that Fruit, grains, nuts, and vegetables, the only food category not linked to any major diseases. Isn't that wonderful? Marvelous. Now let me share with you right here. I don't know if I have one on the chart there. But here is a magazine that is put out by 3,000 medical doctors in America. They have formed a committee called the uh, Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine. Now, they say go vegetarian, but I want to share with you, when we look at the diet, this category not linked with any major disease, look at the categories that they say we should choose from. The four new food group, they say. And guess what it is? Vegetables, whole grains, fruits, and legumes. Let them know they are not Adventist doctors. These are not Adventist doctors. And they indicate that if we would have make these kind of choices, we could eliminate the conditions that we are suffering with. The number one killer, heart conditions all over the world. Number two, cancer, all over the world because we are making the same kinds of choices. Now these doctors have 
The Dairy Association and the meat industry is having problems with them. Why? Because when we looked at that basic four food group, it was the dairy um, committee that put, put it together. But now, these doctors are well qualified in their area. So they say that we need to make some choices. Now, we have found that under the GLAD diet, we need foods that will be high in nutrients. And one of the nutrients that I find that we don't get enough of, and is this nutrient here, folic. Folic acid. Now here they tell you the sources for folic acid. Then they show here, if, they, if a person gets it in steak, it's only 16. If you get it in parsley, parsnip, 44. But look down where it gets higher. Now when you think of folic, you think of foliage, leafy things. I have found that vegetarians do not get enough leafy green vegetation in their diet. When you hear that one of the problems that vegetarians have, they tell you, oh, you must be careful because you may have a B12 problem and you may have an iron problem. Through research, I have found that if we are deficient in these green leafy vegetables, it will affect our B12 and it will affect our iron. And so most people use the little um, iceberg lettuce. Get romaine lettuce. It's higher in nutrients. Uh, iceberg, I believe, is just for the crunch if you want to make your lettuce stretch. But Use romaine, use green leaf uh, in it, use spinach in there, and then make it raw because when it's cooked, it can cause to bind calcium in the body. So get more green leafy vegetables. Cabbage, they indicate that if we have what they call the foods that are very high for cancer, broccoli, cauliflower, Carrots, cabbage, very high in helping to uh, fight against cancer. So put these things in your diet. Next. Lentils are even higher in folic. How many like lentils? Yes, very good. Black-eyed crowd of peas. How many are familiar with crowded peas? Another problem, uh, higher source for your B vitamins is when you look at it, look as it goes up, bananas, chickpeas, very high, one cup, sunflower seeds, higher in B6. Also, your grains are very high. And we're going to talk about meal planning because I think there's not enough variety in the vegetarian diet. We eat the same thing every single day. You know, my mother loves oatmeal, and she said, I just love it. And so what do you do? I eat it every day, every day, and I just eat it and eat it and eat it and eat it. And the body cannot get the nutrients it needs eating the same food every single day. Now, what about omega-3? 
This is a what we call an essential fatty acid that our body needs daily. And how can we get it? Most of the time they tell us, oh, you have to get it in eating fish. You've heard that. But here, look at the highest source. English walnuts. Include some walnuts. And also flax seeds are very high. Include these in your diet in order to get the uh, essential fatty acid. And you need some of these every day. The essential fatty acids you just cannot just is going to come in your foods. It will come in these foods, but if you don't eat them, then your body is not going to make them up. Next, more essential in the plant foods. Here's your plant foods. Look at here, avocados. Now, most people that are vegetarian think, oh, I can't eat avocados. They're going to make me fat. Well, do you know that if you are not on a lot of free oils, then you won't have to worry about the fat in the avocado. It's when we uh, eat a lot of refined foods and eat a lot of free oils that's flow, flowing oils, then yes, when you eat this, you will get fat. But your body needs some fat daily. And so I have found that some people have taken eliminated avocados. There's no olives. There's no oil. And so then you know what people do? They eat more cashews. Cashews are very high in fat. Cashews uh, come from India. There can be a bacteria on them. And if you do not wash those cashews in boiling hot water, then they are not clean. And so I tell a person that you need not to live on cashews every single day. Then you will have some people that cannot afford cashews. So where are they going to get the fat from? Get it through olives. Get it through avocados. Get it through your whole grains. They have fat in them. So you need fat daily. And when there is no fat, then your skin can become very dry. The hair becomes very dry as a result of no oil in the diet. Another thing that's affected, our joints. Our joints are lubricated with the oils that we eat. Now, another thing that uh, we find problems with dealing with our fats, people say, well, you know, I was told back so when that you can't have any fat in your diet. But we need fat because I have found that even with the children, some of their mobility, if they don't get enough fat, then they don't move. The joints are not lubricated enough in order for them to have proper movement. So you need that fat in the diet. Um, also, these uh, foods can, sweet potatoes are not only good for uh, this omega-3, but it is also good in potassium, and you know what? It's loaded with vitamin A. We think about vitamin A, we need that in our diet for eyes, skins, you know, uh, respiratory, pro respiratory problems, we need vitamin A. And so this is the GLAD diet. These food choices will help us to have better health. 
Health is a treasure. You cannot buy it once you have lost it. And so God expects for us to take better care of our health while we have it. Prevention is better than cure. So you want to get the very best choices. Now, I want to end with um, a text in Proverbs chapter 23, Proverbs 23. And we want to read verse 2. Proverbs 23. Well, we can read 1 and 2. It says, When thou sittest to eat with a ruler, consider diligently what is before thee, and put a knife to thy throat, if thou be a man, what? Given to what? Appetite. So, you can look at the choices that you have made, and then I want you to answer. Are you safe at the plate? The kinds of choices you're making, are you providing those cells with the right amount of oxygen, water, nutrients, keeping them cleansed? and keeping all poisons out with the kinds of choices that you're making? If not, then ask God for wisdom. Now, let's turn to one other text here, Proverbs chapter 4. And we want to read in closing verse 4 and verse 7. Proverbs 4, verse 5 and verse 7. Get wisdom, get understanding. Forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth. Verse 7, wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. We have many people that get a lot of wisdom, but they don't have understanding. Wisdom is knowledge. But understanding is how to apply this knowledge. And why do we want the right understanding how to apply? Because we are wanting to build character to fit us for the heavenly kingdom. And in order to do that, we must make the very best choices that God has given to us. Now, in many different countries, we have different food uh, choices. What we get in America, you may not be able to get here in England. We find in New Guinea they can't get the same things that you can get here in England. So we must make the very best choices of what we have available because God's plan is a decided change. And you know what? God will give us the wisdom in what choices to make in order to fit us for his heavenly kingdom. And this message is not so that we could just be healthy to be healthy, but to be healthy that we can nourish this brain so that God can speak to our minds and change us and fit us for heaven. May God bless us as we make those choices. Our dear Father in heaven, Although the Sabbath day has come to its close, we pray that the 
spirit of the Sabbath day will continue with us until we go to our beds. We've heard many good things that will help us in our health and our strength to do your will, Father, because that is what we're here for, to do nothing but your will. So may the food that we've had that will go into our brains, into our minds, and may it be assimilated by our reasoning powers, and may we then put that into effect so that our lives will be as Jesus was, we will walk as he walked, and then the light of our lives will shine upon others, and then before the end of time there will be a multitude of people singing the praises of God, and hopefully be translated up to heaven. Thank you, Father, for this message. Bless this day, I pray, in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.